to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Shane. Had a fun episode for you, you guys You were a little today. early on your entry there. Was I? A little a little anxious here, I think. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited. We got some cool stuff to talk about. <laughs> uh, talk about my car a little bit. Talk about your car a little bit. Talk about your Harley and the new crap. that You buy more stuff than me, so we're going to talk about that. You know, we got some news. We got some, we got some listener questions. We've got some listener all news. All of the things. We got all, all the things. things. Fun all episodes. I do want to stop and say someone commented on Instagram or somewhere and said, I love your guys' style of catch and release vehicle ownership. Yes. And I love that concept. That's the way to do it is to catch, catch and, release. and release. As long as you're putting it back in the pond where there's plenty of food <laughs> and, and, and nobody's going to like get a hook in its eye. Yeah. You know, all and the it's bad no things. worse for the wear. Yeah. Sometimes you rip the hook out on accident, but you, you just kind of put but the... sometimes it leaves better than it was. It does. Very frequently it has, you know, that... that I don't think any fish is happy about what's <laughs> happened. I don't think any no, fish. No, but I'm saying our cars, usually we fix something on our cars before sending it down the road. So, yes, catch and release car ownership or vehicle ownership. That I is. do. I, it's only since meeting you that this phenomenon has rubbed off on me. Well, it's always nice having new experiences and trying new things. Right. It's it's a it's a luxury that we're lucky to be able to have to do. 100%. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, speaking of catching and releasing, I'm still, I'm, I'm going to sell the M5. Uh-huh. You know, I've got... That's at, the spirit. It's got... <laughs> yeah, right. It's at 105,400 and 400 and something miles or whatever. Uh-huh. And I don't... I would like to sell it within the 105,000 mile mark. Right. And this is kind of like the only it's car... It's too bad it's just over 100. Yeah, if well, it was under 100, then it's oh, yeah, like... It's that's a benchmark, barrier, right? I, I think 105 is another psychological barrier. So is 110. Really? You know, 110 no. is like, yeah, because you're in the teens. That all seems the same to me. 105, 110? No. Yep. 105 is still single digits. That's a that's, single digit no, right there. No, that's all um, the same. I put around 4,000, 4, 5,000 miles on it. I'm done. I'm ready to let it go. So I'm trying to figure out where where to sell it, well, what I should do. It's a good so, thing I let you know where to sell it then. Where? I don't know. Some guy reached out to me oh, about my car. I talked to him I, on the phone the other day. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if that's going to work out. Um I, I, I don't know what to do. The car is really nice. It doesn't really need anything. Um, it does have this thing where if you get to like a quarter of a tank of gas, uh-huh. it shuts off. It needs like a, <laughs> like a fuel pump type thing. So I'm doing that. Uh, I have someone what, coming is over. It, is it like a two-stage pumping situation? Yeah, well, it has like, it's a saddle fuel tank, right? So right. it kind of goes over the, the hump of the drive axle and everything else. Like, oh, the dri- the, the drive shaft, yes. Drive, drive shaft, yes. Drive axle. I'm thinking front-wheel drive and uh, not... I'm thinking axles, not drive shaft. Anyway, correct. Yeah, so there, but there's a pump that pumps, make sure that the fuel is level right. in between the two. So, and what one if of you them, just corner really hard? Yes, that does work. <laughs> if it starts to putter out, you yank the steering wheel back and forth a yeah, bunch. Yeah, yeah. But I've only done that once. So now I just keep it at a quarter tank or higher. So I have someone coming over to help do that. I'm just like, I don't want to do it. You can, I don't like dealing with gas. It's the it worst. Sucks. So I'm I gonna, know. I, I'm going to make sure. You have to dro- do you have to drop the tank for that one? No. It's, Are you, you can sure? access it. Yeah. You can There's access it from, access the, from behind the seat where you can get at it. I had a Saab 9.3 that did not have an access panel. So Ooh. we just ended up cutting one. Oh no. Because it's an old Saab. Yeah. That's, that's not, that's not. Cause I good. think what happened is I dropped the tank, replaced the fuel pump, but then the sender unit for the fuel gauge was wonky. And I was like, screw this. It's full of gas. Like I just filled it up. And I was like, I'm not going to drop the tank again. You just pump the gas out into something else or no, I just cut a hole above the gas tank in oh. the floorboard to yeah. access it. And did you put, there should have been an access you put, like, hatch there anyway. Did you put little hinges? So it's like a little door. No, it's I've just, seen people do that on I, trucks. So they yeah. don't have to like take the, the rear bed off the truck oh, to access yeah. the tank. <laughs> they cut like a little door and it's got like a little like latch. Yep. Yep. I know exactly <laughs> yeah, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to fix that. There's, um, there's really nothing else to fix that I know of. 
It's like the only thing the car needs. It doesn't sure. need anything. But I'm sure it needs something. So I'm going to take it down to a shop, and I'm going to get a pre-purchase inspection done. That's see, good. Yeah, just I would like to. And there's two great things about a, a pre-purchase inspection. One, it tells you if there's anything that needs to be done. And two, if something does go wrong with a new owner, you can say, I didn't know. You can say with honesty, I did not know. Right. And yeah, and obviously the shop says. With a car that's this valuable, you know, $25,000, $30,000 or whatever, right. whatever it's worth, I would like to. And if it's something that needs to be done, I'd like to do it. You know, yeah. just inspire confidence in the, the future buyer, blah, blah, right. blah. So that's kind of where I'm at with the car. It's probably going to be a little time before it's actually really for sale because I'd like to fix that gas tank thing and then get a PPI done and, you know, then, then fix whatever it is that they find that's wrong. Sure. It, undoubtedly, they will find something. I crawled right. around underneath the car and I didn't see. It looks fine. It looks fine. I looked at like the sway bar links and the ball joints and all the obvious stuff that you look at. I'm like, that all looks fine i don't it's all see, there i don't see anything really leaking you know it doesn't <laughs> but i'm not a, a bmw certified whatchamacallit so we'll right. let somebody that knows what they're doing look at the car um there's no codes or anything but i'm sure there's something stored in there mm-hmm. no there's there's some gremlin that something something's wrong something's got to be wrong it would be if it comes back there's, there's nothing wrong it's going to blow my mind <laughs> it's like too complicated of a machine <laughs> to, that, that, not to not have something not have something wrong and uh i'll probably take it over to Eurotech, which is kind of like a bmw centric non-dealership place that'll Correct. take a good look at the car for me and i know that their shops i think are air conditioned yes. which makes for happy techs yeah that's that's what i want because it's really hot here right now but i took my 911 on a recommendation there to get an alignment done okay because i got you know as i was driving home from west virginia my <laughs> steering wheel started vibrating a little bit yeah okay. and by the time i got home like if i held onto the steering wheel and looked at my watch i couldn't see what time it was <laughs> like it was like <laughs> hey what's going it this on? way it kept winding your watch yeah well, yeah exactly <laughs> and uh well i had my digital watch actually oh, i didn't well. have my i was just kind of making that up i didn't have my watch on because i thought i left it in the unit at oh the, yeah the i remember this it was in my pillowcase the whole time so oh, well, i'm that's just saying good. if you would have had a watch on you would not have been able to would not have been able to read it so i'm like okay i need to i need to get new tires on the car so sure. like, you took, thought it was flat spotted somehow yeah, or something well, the like first that. thing i did is i have spare wheels okay so i'm like i'm gonna put oh, the these cookie cutters yeah, yeah we talked cutters. about this last week yeah i put them on it was great yeah so i'm like okay the front tires definitely need to be replaced the old ones were destroyed yeah right they were to the courts so I, I put the uh, put the destroyed ones back on the car. Okay. And oh, I, actually, here's what I did. I took the <laughs> wheels off. Sorry, this is such a disaster that it's hard to remember what exactly happened. <laughs> even though this has happened to me like four thousand times. <laughs> I took the wheels because I'm a responsible guy. I put them in the wagon. Yep. And I drove them down to the shop. That way, they don't have to get the car in a hoist. They don't have to worry about that. They don't have to worry about taking what's their responsibility. Great is also if you give them loose wheels and tires to do, they will do it in between jobs. Right. Whereas if you have a car in there, it's like you got to wait for it to get off the hoist and wait yeah, for your I pre-described just, time. I just dropped them off. I said, here's yes. these. I went over to Northern Tool and like looked at stuff and then went and got a taco and then it was done. Okay. So it was no big deal. Take the wheels home. Uh-huh. Put them on the car. Uh-huh. Everything's fine. Uh-huh. Go to drive it. Uh-huh. Man, this thing feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's just, it felt really, the only way I could explain it is it felt like the tread blocks were really tall. And, and it was like you would kind of wiggle the steering wheel around and the rear end would be like <laughs> and it just didn't feel right and i yeah and it was really the oversteer was wild like the oversteer oh, was really yeah i'm like wow what is going on with these <laughs> tires this is ridiculous and then it then it went and it rubbed a little bit in the front and i went no you knew exactly no. what it was i pull over in the middle of nowhere <laughs> get out take a couple steps back and look at the car from way over here and i go mother 
You know, I they put the the, the wheels were on the right spot. Right, I, you know, so they are staggered with wheels. Sevens on the front, eights on the rear. Uh-huh. Two fifteen wide tires on the rear, two fives <laughs> on the front, and they transpose them. Right, so they so put you the fronts have wider on the rears tires on, the front. on your narrower wheels and skinnier tires on your wider wheels. Yeah, and it, the car didn't like it. Did it not didn't like, like it. It, it nope. didn't like it at all, and it explains the way it was handling. Right, sure. it just felt really greasy and weird. So I drive all the way back down there the next day, uh-huh. and I didn't want to take the wheels off again. And right. we'd had like a family event, and the car was full of the wagon was full of things. Sure, and I was just like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this. I'll just drive the car down there. Yeah, they can just swap it. What can figure it out and figure out what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Tell I me. I get down there, and they go, uh, "Do you? Uh, they don't have the normally. They have the little pad yeah. you stick on the side. Yeah. But the first thing they ask me is, where do you jack this thing up? Oh, okay." I said, okay, well, I'll show you. It's no problem. Here, with a rag on the rear engine, on okay. the little spud that comes out of the case. Right. You can jack here. And then I went out on the front. I said, right on the front cross member here, behind the tow hook. Yep. Put a rag on it. You can jack right here. Yep. No problem. He looks at me and goes, so can I just balance it on those two then? <laughs> and I went, oh, man, I am in so much trouble. <laughs> and what I should have done right there uh-huh. is walk away, uh-huh. driven home, and but it was rubbing a little bit, and I didn't want to drive it anymore. I don't blame you. You know, and don't I was they like, have a regular four point or two post lift? No, they do not. They don't have an actual lift. No, they what? have like a scissor lift, but they were all being used. And I don't want them putting what my car in a shop scissor lift doesn't anyway. Have a lift? Discount Tire does not have a lift. You, I don't and, believe you. And they don't. I'm telling you, they I've don't. Been to every single discount tire that I've been to, they have a lift. They did not have a lift. Do they do alignments there? No. This one I don't. I did not see an alignment thing at this. Because that's a tire. lift then too. And how oh, they have drive-on alignment racks. Okay. Yeah, they have them. People okay. do. I don't know if they did or not. Anyway, no lift, Jake. Okay. There's no two post. I, had, I just. Had, I cannot believe so I that go, a tire shop doesn't have <laughs> the, the vehicle hoist. The, the scissor jack they have. The scissor hoist. That's not a hoist. It works for doing tires. Okay. Which is all that they do. And I wouldn't want them to put my car on that anyway. But what do I do when I do this? I go, I'll just grab some jack stands, right? And I put them on the torsion I bar. I will say I do have the factory from 1970 uh, little diagram that shows you where you can put four post. Yeah, you can hoist yeah. on these cars. Oh, you can do it. I've done it many times. Yes, you know, at either at Flat Six or at SCI right. or yes. you know, buddy's okay. shops. Yeah, the car can go on a hoist. There's no. Why problem. don't they have a hoist? I don't. I don't know. And I go. No, you cannot balance the car. <laughs> you need to get some jack stands. Uh-huh. And he looks at me and goes. We don't have any jack stands. And I go, what do you mean you don't have any jack stands? We don't need them. We just use jacks. And he points at the wall, uh-huh. and there's 40 jacks lined up along the wall. <laughs> so I go, so you just jack up both sides of the car with the jacks? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, my mind is just. Well, they're not going under the synapses car. Synapses are just firing everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but jacks fail. It, you don't want any of this. It's you. So he's like, well, well, apparently they don't have a hoist either. They don't have a hoist either. He's like, well, what do you want me to do? And I go, well, and I pointed across the street. That's a Northern tool right there. Why don't you go get some jack stands and fix my bleeping car? <laughs> you really said that? I did. And I, oh. and, but I was, but I was, okay, let me rephrase the tone. There's a Northern tool right up, right over there. Why don't you get some jack stands and, and fix the bleeping car? And I, I was more cheerful about it than than that. And I was he was looking at him. Uh-huh. I was looking at the guy, and he's like, "But the bleeping still." Uh, I mean, yeah. it's not how you say it; it's the fact that it was a bleeping. Yeah, car. there was a bleeping thing. And this is like 
a long period of time. I've already right. waited for like 45 minutes. Is it the minutes. same? Like, I'm imagining this younger tech. Yeah, he didn't really care. I mean, he was nice. Sure. You know, he was nice stuff. When I brought the wheels in, he gave me a discount on the, you know, the install. He's like, oh, since it's loose tires, we'll give you the install. Right. Through all of this, they were very nice. Okay. But they... Until Chris... No, they were still very, very nice. I, I was a little bit of a jerk, I admit. Okay. And I, I, but overall, I was—I have to say—I I was considering I was pretty polite. Anyway, so could they have just used jacks on either side of the torsion tubes? No, you can't. No, no, no. no. They got little cups in the jack. What, 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 where are you jacking on that? How are you getting a jack to that point? Can't you get it under? No, behind. Eh, no. <laughs> no, it's not going <laughs> to. No, that is not going. That is I not going to work. I suppose you really can't do that. And I. And I was imagining them using two jacks to like jack right. up each side of the car and then it goes on the floor off pan. kilter. And, and I'm like, this doesn't really work. And the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry. Normally we have a little thing that slides into the deal. We can't find it. I don't know where it is. Oh, jeez. And I'm like, just go buy the jack stands, man. He's like, okay. So they went over okay. and they bought jack stands. Well, that's good. They came back. They uh-huh. got it fixed. He's like, you know what? I'm really sorry about all this. I'll good. wipe off the install fee. We're going to refund you $100. Nice. And we're really sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I, I said, you know what? It's, it's fine. Oh, really? So, so yep. you paid it. Oh, yeah. Well, it was already paid for because I already right. did it once. So you didn't take the refund? Oh, I did take the refund. Oh, Yo, okay. I thought you were saying don't worry about it. No, and I just, and I'm and I'm outside and I'm thinking, um, as I was wandering around while they were doing the work, I said, this is my fault. This is my fault for asking too much of a company <laughs> that doesn't do anything like this. This is out yeah. of their wheelhouse. Having to do anything other than minivans yeah. and GMC Jimmys and all kinds of just regular, you know, Ford Tauruses, Camrys, whatever. I will, it's out of the realm of what they're doing. I will say I always use discount tire, but the manager always insists on doing it for me. Uh-huh. Yeah, the manager was around my car quite a bit. I mean, he was... He says no one else will touch these wheels except for me. Yeah, I said, what the manager always scratch tells these me. wheels. Yes. And these guys generally, these guys do so much volume... That they know what they're doing when it comes right. to like mounting a tire. So I'm not worried about getting my wheels scratched or anything like that. But holy cow, man, have some jack stands around. Or have some jack pay stands. Pay attention to what tire goes on what wheel. Yeah. That's like have bigger, some attention to detail. That's the bigger issue. It's a, in and my it's happened mind. to me twice. It happened once at another place called Victory Auto Glass and Tire Repair by my house. Those guys, I went in there and complained about it. They told me to F off, if anybody <laughs> remembers that episode. Um, and I said, well, if you're going to be a tire rack uh, installer, you may not want to, you know, say that to your customers. I actually call up Tire Rack and I'm like, yeah, this place told me to F off for complaining. And that was like, I was nice. Yeah. I was nice. I know it's tough to believe. I don't. I'm looking I, skeptically but at I you. W- but I was really nice. Anyway, so then I had that time and I had the time when I was in uh, like Wyoming yeah. and I bought new tires on the Mercedes because they were bald and it was a snowstorm. Yep. So I bought some new all season tires. Yep. They did that and I ended up being in the mountains and I got out and I looked at the car. I'm like, Wait that doesn't minute. look right. So then I had to stop at another tire shop and have them this. fix it. What? This is three times this okay. has happened to me now. Fool me once, shame on them. Fool you twice, make sure the tires go in the right spot. Now at this Even, point, because this happens so frequently, it, I'm it putting it a little happen. bit yeah, on you. It will never happen again because I'm just going to be like, and I even said they're staggered wheels. I said it. Yeah. I said they're staggered wheels. Okay. They're staggered. They're staggered wheels. Kids. Lots of cars even today have staggered wheels. Yes, like Charger, Challenger, yeah. BMWs, Mercedes. Like Lots of cars have right. staggered Our wheels. Right, has staggered wheels. Okay, it has staggered wheels. And I specifically said that because I didn't want this to happen. It happened anyway. Whatever. That's whatever. Anyway, so I took the car over to Eurotech for an alignment, yep. which is, 
I'm trying to think to myself, do you remember, did I do an alignment after I did the front I pad? don't remember that either. I know you mentioned this in your story. Like, I don't remember. I can't remember. I, I swear I, you did, but I, I don't know I where did, you would have gone. Then I also raised the car up a little bit, mm. like an inch. And that threw my toe out, I think. Yeah, that will. Because if you have camber, it's not that big of a deal. Right. But if you have camber plus toe, then you're that's scrubbing a huge away. problem. Scrubbing yep. away. And I think that's ended up being what the problem was. Sure. So they corrected the toe. My camber can't be corrected any more than it already is without buying some like nine hundred million dollar <laughs> monoball <laughs> discomfort uh, you know, camber plates. Yes. Which I don't want to do. I don't want to give some guys seven hundred dollars for camber plates. A. B, I don't want metal on metal. Strut bushings, basically. Right. I don't yes. want any of that. I like my car. It drives nice. I don't want it to drive like a tractor. You know, right. if, it, if I'm driving like a, a International Harvester 911T, it uh-huh. should feel exactly like it would with those monoball things. But I don't want <laughs> I don't want that at all. So we're just gonna have to deal with the camber. Leave leave it where it is. They corrected the toe. It drives Jake. It drives so nice right now. Yeah. Oh, it is just absolute pleasure to drive. I, I, I really enjoy it. I offered to let you drive it, but you had like a Zoom meeting. Uh, I had a meeting. Had, I had to get to right I away. Stop by. Right, because you forgot your keys again. I don't know how. How do you, like, do you forget to get dressed in the morning? Not usually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was the third time in a row I forgot my keys when I come down here. And I keep telling the landlord that he's got to come let me in. And I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. And he says he doesn't care, but the guy has to think I'm a total moron. Well, I do too. (laughs) As as well you should, because I'm just like a total idiot. So you came over to pick up the keys. Oh, by the way. What? One thing I messed up when I did my sway bar, by the way. Oh, I had my sway bar mounted backwards. How? I don't know. Probably because I was doing it within it was three inches from my face, and I couldn't really see what, what do you was mean going backwards. On. Backwards. I had so it mounted was it backwards. facing forward? It was facing backwards. That's all. The, I'm just going <laughs> off to what the guy at the shop told me. He's like, "Yeah, I I turned your sway bar around because it was backwards and disconnected." I'm like, "Oh, that's why it felt like that." So now. Now Actually, it's real dialed it in. It feels awesome. <laughs> it feels really, really, really good. It's it's the best my car has ever driven. I really like it right now. That's good. really, really, really like it. That's good. So, uh, yeah, you stopped by to get the keys to the studio. I and wanted to see the Harley. You which, saw the Harley. And it looks cool. I think Thank it needs you. a little bit of, um, I think it needs some special touches. Because okay. right now everything kind of like, you know, you know, it's kind of like a off the shelf, put this, these things on the bike. It's like and, Legos, basically. Yeah, I, especially your gas tank. I think on a motorcycle, the gas tank is such a, 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 a ubiquitous motorcycle yes. thing, right? The gas tank. Yes. I mean, but it's, it's got to be. That peanut tank or small two, I think well, it's now two that and a half. it's called, you really need to get a new one. Yeah, no, yeah. but that's an iconic tank. Like a lot of put guys put that Sportster tank on other bikes. Yeah, but I don't like it. And okay. it's it's too small. There's like a there's like a four inch gap between the seat and the tank. I feel like they should be close together. And then there's like a bolt right there that holds the tank down. Yeah, I don't like that. It it doesn't look <laughs> it doesn't look smooth and nice. And it looks better than the side mounts that it had originally. Yeah, maybe, but it's still I think you could do better. I think okay. you, I think we should try and find a different tank, or we should make okay. a tank, or we should figure something out with that. If you decide to keep it, of course. Well, yeah, I'm gonna get it running. Write it around and then decide what yeah, I want to I do was, with it. I actually thought it was pretty easy to kickstart. I don't know what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and that by easy, I mean impossible. Yes. Impossible. There's no way. Isn't any, it ridiculous? You kind of didn't believe me. I kind of didn't believe you. I thought you were being a little bit of a puss. But yeah. And it, now? I got like through my, I jumped up and put my weight on it and it went through like one 
barely a compression stroke. Yes. Not even a full compression no. stroke. Just like, no. That was, that was it. <laughs> you were like, nope. I'm like, no way. Not, not going to happen. Not, not possible. Um, yes. So we'll see what happens with that. In other news, I do have a deposit on the 996 Turbo. Nice. And the buyer is coming out tomorrow. So do you feel sad that you now drive a SUV instead of a cool car? Uh, no, because I have the orange car. Which you never drive anymore. Well, right now it's over at my parents. Why? I don't have space in my garage. There, that's true. You did have one motorcycle taking up in an entire spot. Well, I moved it there. But Why don't you just park it in the driveway? What? The 911. I don't want it outside. Why not? Who cares? Yeah. It's an old freaking it thing. Is. It's not nice. Who cares? Just put it out there and put a chalk behind the wheel from your, your driveway. <laughs> hey, my e-brake actually works. Thank you very much. <sighs> yeah, mine. I really need to get my e-brake working yes, again. Yes, you do. So yeah. I don't want to say it's sold yet because that's going to jinx it, but... You do have a deposit for somebody to come yes. and look. That's yes. awesome. Um, so that's good. I also bought another Honda Grom. Aha. Uh-huh. little motorcycle thing. Uh-huh. Because for 2022 model year, they come in yellow. Oh, God. So Nikki is all about it. This is ridiculous, yep. dude. Which we're going to sell the Ducati. Okay. She doesn't ride that thing enough. So why don't you it's buy not two Groms? kind of bike. She wants me to buy another Grom. Yeah, because you can't ride around on that Harley while she has a Grom. No, I probably It's not going to work. No. So what's a Grom cost? Three grand? Yeah. That's actually pretty cheap. Yeah. They're yeah. nice. I've had no hits on my Vespa. I had one guy message me today asking me a question, but zero. That's frustrating. It is frustrating. It's because I, I, it's because I don't Facebook. have a title. Oh. Still, I got to go over. To, I don't want to go to the DMV, Jake. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I hate it. I hate that place. You were already there. I know. And then they told me I I need to bring in four pictures. Which I told you before you left. I know that. That's fine. But that still doesn't negate the fact that I don't want to go back over there. I don't blame you. I just don't want to go back over there. So now there it sits. The death machine in the garage with nobody to drive it. So if you want to buy a Vespa or a Harley, or a Ducati, let us know. Yeah, or an M5. We're selling everything. <laughs> Sell everything must go. All right, before we get into uh, some questions from our listeners, what have you got for us? Yeah, we got to shout out our Overcrest Drivers Club. Head over to overcrestproductions.com slash drivers club. That directs you over to patreon.com slash overcrest. Either one will do that. Subscribe and become part of our Drivers Club. It supports the show for as little as $5 a month. You get access to our entire back catalog of exclusive content. You get a discount on all of our rallies. You get, uh, if at the top tiers, you get t-shirts and other goodies. You yep. get access to Chris's prints yeah, which well. I, I does not do sell. not sell them. I might do a collab with somebody on an idea that I'm working on, but generally I just don't do. That'd be really cool. I don't do any prints at all. So So this is a good way to get one. Please check that out. All right. So we've got a couple uh, listener questions here. Let me see if I can pull one up. Do we have any? All right. Taylor Vandenhuvel wants to know places to look for first Porsche. And I think this question can kind of get um, translated to places to look for your first car your first classic yeah, car I, I don't think i mean of course there are some forums and marketplaces that are specific to porsche yeah but let's just let's round it off because i think the rules kind of apply to classic car places sure. to look for your first classic car where do you look jake what's your first uh craigslist facebook marketplace um what else the forums that you're interested in what are i a big would place what i would do first of all is wherever you are find your local guys that are the the dudes that drive the car that you like yeah just be like, hey, man, you know, I'm, I'm really interested. I love these cars. 
I really like to buy one. Do you know of anything? I'm ready. And you have to be ready. Don't be a tire kicker when you do stuff like this because you will spoil relationships for the future. That's true. If you're ready and you have money, hey, I really like to own one of these cars. Can you help me find one? Most people, if someone, people have asked me this all the time, and I'll I'll say, hey, I saw this one over here. I can give you some advice. Well, and not only that, the best deals to be had are not the cars that go on the market. Right. They're the cars that go sideways. Well, you know, Bob's brother, Joe, over there, he was thinking about getting rid of his. I bet if you let him know you're looking for one, he might sell it to you. Right. Exactly. That's the way to go. Yeah, that's that's how I would do it. Otherwise, you can stop by and you can do the same thing with a shop. Hey, did I tell you I stopped by and helped the guy that had an old Chevy car? Oh, I saw that, what was that thing? Instagram. Chevy what? what is that, a Chevy? Uh, it, was an, it was pre-war, obviously. Yeah, pre-war. And it was pre-30s. Yeah, I think it was, it was, it was actually a, like a 29 or a 28. It had an inline six, which is cool because I think the Model A had a four-cylinder at the right. time. correct. Um, and I kind of drove by and I... And I went, oh, I wonder if that guy needs any help. And then there was no one in it. There was nobody there. So then I pulled my car over and I just kind of started doing Instagram story. I thought maybe I'd see somebody walking. Right. The guy pulls up. Turns out the six-volt battery had died. And he'd gotten it started once, Uh like by push starting it or whatever. And he had it running and then he accidentally killed it. Oh, no. And he didn't have it in him to push start it again. Yep. So I actually ended up driving his Silverado, towed him to his house like a mile (laughs) down the road. That's cool. And I really, for some reason, and I don't know what it is, but this these older cars like that are really starting to become interesting to me. Yeah. I don't know that I want one, but I'm curious to learn about them. And the, I, I'm not sure exactly why. And it's not like I'm, I don't like, diff, I don't think I like different things. I'm not like being like, oh, well, I don't like that anymore. Now I like this. Right. It's it's like a broadening of what, sure. I, what I've become. I think what you appreciate about them is the simplicity and the historical aspect of it i don't think they would be great to drive i doubt they are yeah i doubt well he's like oh yeah it drives great really nice to drive well and i'm like mm, i don't know those tires look like from, there from a bicycle so i'm not <laughs> not sure if that's true and it's also made of wood so right. i'm not sure this thing was all original wow it was like his great uncle's car and then his oh, uncle inherited cool. it and then his uncle um Gave it to when she when he died went to his aunt and then he bought it from his aunt when she was like eighty eight years old and this guy's oh, wow. like sixty so it's been like passed down through the family. Well, hopefully and, it goes to someone in the family still who would appreciate it. Yeah, you that's know, my problem. Is a lot of these cars that have cool stories like that. At some point, it just stops being handed down. It does. It does stop being handed down. And All I right, feel nope. like we're going to see more and more of that. Unfortunately, as well, just, it stop being handed down. It goes somewhere. Where is the right. stuff going to go? Well, that's my point is where does it go? Like there aren't that many pre-war car enthusiasts anymore. Yeah. Speaking of which, going to back to the 50s this weekend. Yeah. Back to the 50s is going to be great. Biggest car show in the world. Yep. Going to take the 64, C10. I don't know if we'll meet up with you some point. Yeah. I might. If I can put a lawn chair in the back of your truck, I think I would be down for cruising around. Let's do it. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow. we'll. I also want to rent one of those like old people carts. Like the little... The mobility scooter? The mobility scooter. I want to drive around back to the Why? 50s on the mobility scooter. Why? I don't know. I just Just to, to be part of the... Yeah, just to... <laughs> just kind of repeat around. All right. Thoughts on a 987 Cayman S as a first P car? First of all, mm-hmm. no P car. Do not say P car. The whole the whole point of abbreviating something, Uh huh. you have Porsche. Uh-huh. How many syllables is that? Two. 
How many syllables is P car? Two. Two. It doesn't make any sense. You're just changing the word. You're not saving time. You know, when you say uh, uh, Bimmer or Beamer, uh-huh. I think one of them's for car, one of them's for motorcycle. Correct. I don't remember which it is. Yeah, yeah. But you're saying BMW, BMW, that's four, almost five syllables, four and a half syllables. Uh-huh. When you say Bimmer, it's two. Yes. So it's easier to say. It's faster. And it makes it's sense. it's cool because there's a historical tie-in with yes. Bimmer, how with their first motorcycles, they were German, and it was compared to the Zimmer, which was the other motorcycle at the time. And so rather than saying it's a BMW motorcycle or Bavarian Motorwork motorcycle, it's a Bimmer like the Zimmer. Just call it a Porsche. It's not a P-car. It doesn't, you know, it's... What about it, a porch, Chris? What about porch? Yeah, porch. Yeah, that's that's been great. We got somebody who reviewed us one that said, yeah, all I do is talk about their porches. I'm like, well, I do have a nice porch that I like to sit I on. I wish I had a front yeah. porch. Well, I, but, but anyway, Boxster, what do you think? Or Cayman, was it Cayman? It was Cayman. Cayman, yeah, what do you I think actually, of the 97 Cayman I've has? been thinking of them a lot more lately. Because oh, you're... No, seriously. You're, you're going to say no to this? N- n- go ahead. Well, for... As a, there's a difference between it being for your first Porsche yeah. and your Porsche after you already have a Macan, a Cayenne Turbo, a 996 Turbo, uh, a 996 4 liter, all these other ones you have. That's, right. It's not your first Porsche anymore. No. So it's not the same comparison. Okay. Okay. As a first Porsche, yes. commendable. Great car. <laughs> commendable. Okay. But, 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 you, but, but if at some I point, want it, now it's terrible? Well, at some point when you have a Cayman or Cayman S or whatever, you're going to graduate to something else. Maybe. You know, if you bought a Maybe. Boxster, you're not going to buy another Boxster. You might buy a Cayman. When you buy right. a Cayman, you might get a 911 the next I don't time. Know. I could see going to a Cayman GT4. Yeah. That is amazing. I'd rather have a 996 GT3. Maybe. Mm, no, nah, I'd, I'd rather just have that to begin with. The Cayman GT4 is a great car, but uh, it's a little too boy racer for me. I mean, it is really wild looking yeah, car. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, well, it's I'm not sh- that wild. It's just most of them have like a lot of graphics on them and a giant wing and a it's splitter. It's not that giant. It's better than the new nine nine or uh, GT three. It's all wide and the colors are all ostentatious. No, have you seen it in a white? GT four is great. You mean chalk or white? White. I like chalk. That's I do like color. chalk. It's an the, amazing are, color. The, anything with a wing that big that's loud, it's just too much. It's too much. It's too ostentatious for me. You perfect. <laughs> yes, it's perfect. Okay, good you point. want everybody to look at you. I don't know why. No, I don't. I don't know why. I Maybe just it's like what I you like. Want to see people see your beautiful hair. I don't know what yeah. it is. Hey, I don't there know what it is. is. As a first Porsche, I think it's a great car. Yeah. Um, I. You know what I really like because they're so affordable, relatively speaking, is a nine eight six Boxster first gen Boxster. They make and you can still get them these hard tops that are actually yeah. styled that look like. The newer Caymans. They do look. The, the hard tops on almost all the Porsche stuff always looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, these are great. The, the, I've driven a, a 911 and a Cayman S back-to-back on track. Yeah. And the the biggest difference is the is obviously the power and the brakes. Sure. Because it's obviously engineered to have less power, because otherwise, why would you buy a 911? And the brakes are nowhere near as good on a Cayman. That's all, right. I, that's all I can really say. Otherwise, they are great cars. They're great. They're great. There's something to be said about having less limits than you can use, though, in my mind. I think it's great. Yeah, well, any of these cars handles better than both of our cars. I mean, it's it's all context, right? You can right, always you're have, right. you can always have more. All right, let's get into a little bit of news. All right, Chris, Porsche just revealed the 2022. Speaking of GT3s with big wings, the 2022 911 GT3 Touring this week, which okay. of course is the GT3 without the big wing and a little more creature comforts. That is the one to have, in my opinion, because the new wing on the GT3 it's ugly. is hideous. The whole car with the is monstrous ugly. swan neck. It's ugly. The whole car is ugly. Well, it's, what it's, I don't it's like... Mo- it's a- 
monstrous. It's huge. It is big. They put the extra... So the GT3s do always have the extra vents in the front to let out more air from the front. Yes. They look really hideous on the new one, though. Have you noticed that? The whole car is... It's It's not a pretty car. No, they've gotten so big. (laughs) Yeah, but even a, a base model 911 of the new one, it looks really good. It's fine. It's big, I agree, but it looks good. Yeah, the, it's the, just the when you add all the other wing and stuff like that. It's all just, the other components, I, I don't like it. It's the, con, it's the continued progress. I like I've said before. Imagine being that guy that has to make a car that's better than the car that was the best thing that Porsche's ever made <laughs> year after year after year. It's extremely difficult to push yeah. that engineering. And in that respect, I give them a, a a lot of kudos. Right? Sure. That the car is somehow better. Now they they somehow have made their track times a little bit more. Uh, have have increased track times like on the Nurburgring and stuff by changing tires. Like, oh, we're going to go to a compound that's much softer and that's going to come on the car. So then the car is obviously oh, faster on the track. Sure. So there's a little bit of you trickery know there. trickery going on, but overall they're just kind of ugly and apparently loud. Loud is are they loud? <laughs> well, buried at the bottom of this press release for the new to- touring car or not touring? Yeah, the GT3 Touring Edition was a jarring, disappointing admission. Quote. The seven-speed PDK gearbox will be the only transmission offered in the Cal- in California with the 911 GT3. Why? Supposedly, it all comes down to noise. According to a Porsche spokesperson, the GT3 passes California's drive-by noise test when equipped with the PDK seven-speed dual-clutch automatic. With the six-speed are you beeping? Yeah. You're beeping. Stop uh, beeping. I, I think I'm connected to Bluetooth to the thing. Oh, maybe. So we'll stop beeping. Continue. <laughs> Here's my question. Is there a guy sitting out like on the street? Like, do they buy, does California buy all these cars and then do drive-bys with no. decibel meters? Let what me is they, tell what do they do? you. How does this work? It all comes down to the testing procedure. And this is so dumb. So, so you're telling me. That some regulatory thing in California uh-huh. is dumb? Yes. Continue. <laughs> so it's a factor of the way the test is actually performed and which testing method California chooses to employ. The California Code of Regulations specifies that the highway vehicles must pass a drive-by noise test designed by the Society of Automotive Engineers, specifically SAE J1470, entitled Measurement of Noise Emitted by Accelerating Highway Vehicles. Go away. Go this away. SAE paper Leave goes into <laughs> so this paper goes into extreme detail explaining the design and layout of the ideal testing environment, the proper arrangement of measuring equipment, exact conditions, blah 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 blah. But here's what the test basically boils down to: Okay, a vehicle accelerates past a microphone, and the sound pressure level in decibels is recorded. Yep. SAE J1470 aims to measure the highest noise level consistent with urban driving. This testing method varies based on vehicle by size. By who? Power. By you? By me? By my yes, grandmother? Exactly. What's the, who's, I mean, what are we doing here? Right. So here's, here's, here's the problem, though. Manual transmission vehicles are tested in either second or third gear. Given the GT3's curb weight and power output, the procedure calls for third. Automatic transmission vehicles aren't necessarily tested at wide open throttle, however. The method specified in the paper states that the throttle shall, as rapidly as possible, be opened as fully <laughs> as will ensure maximum acceleration without operating kickdown. Uh-huh. So, the so thing if is you already floor in like an automatic, gear. it'll kick down to third. Yeah. Right? But if you floor it slowly enough where it doesn't do that, you're not in full throttle and right. you're not producing as well, much you are, noise. But it's also at a lower RPM 
you know, at a... Well, no, by definition, you can't floor it because oh, it will automatically oh, really? kick down. Okay. Yes. So, held at so, that position so until stupid. the car reaches the end of testing. Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, kick down as defined by SAA means forced downshift to lowest possible gear, blah, blah, blah. And so here's the problem. The PDKA-equipped GT3 can do nearly 80 kilometers an hour in first. Flooring <laughs> the accelerator in an automatic GT3 would trigger a multi-gear downshift all the way to first gear. So while the procedure calls for the manual GT3 to run full throttle nearly to redline in third, the same procedure pr prohibits full throttle acceleration okay. in the automatic. The PDK passes and the manual fails. This is so dumb. It's very dumb. And here's what's even worse, Chris. A Porsche representative highlighted something notable. This SAE J1470 is actually a very, very old paper published in 1984. And it says in its description... The standard test procedure assumes that the typical stick shift vehicle is equipped with a manual operated gearbox having not more than four gears. Okay. So it's so outdated, it doesn't even think the transmissions have more than four gears now. And there is a new testing procedure, which was updated as recently as last year. Yep. But California doesn't allow that testing procedure. Because in their law, it says you have to use this old J1470. I see a lot of cars being titled in Montana. Exactly my thought as well. Like, this is so stupid. I, it's so dumb. I don't even. We don't even need to comment on it. It's so stupid. California, California. You you guys that live there, what are you doing? How are you voting <laughs> for these people? What are you doing? I don't know how you could be like this impassioned about cars, and then vote people that are okay with this type of stuff in office. Just, just kick these guys out. Recall these people. Yeah, something. I don't it's know. Just absolutely ridiculous. So, Chris, besides range anxiety, the number one thing, thing people will need to adjust to with electric vehicles is charging time. Candy Crush. Just sit there and play Candy Crush okay. on your phone. Okay. Well, to that end, Volkswagen just released a list of five things people can do while they wait for their new ID4 vehicle to charge. All right. I'm excited to hear what these five The problem is, Volkswagen is basically just giving the impression that their car's are going to take such a terribly long time to charge that you need to come up with things to yeah, well, do. Well, this is this is uh, this is the same company that just posted a goodbye to Volkswagen Motorsport and then this exactly. at the same time. So we've got Volkswagen Motorsport is dead, yes. officially, totally fucking dead, right. dead, Done. nothing, no more Pikes Peak, no more Rally. They're not doing nothing. Anything. It's over. But these are the five things you can do while well, you car wait charges. for your car to charge. Uh, for the record, the ID4 charges uh, up to 80% in 38 minutes. Oh my goodness. That's the, that's the fastest it charges? Yes. Wow. So, would you like Volkswagen's five suggestions to pass the time while charging? Yeah, let's do it. Number one, Chris, rest and relax. Recharge yourself at the same time as your vehicle with a quick <laughs> self-care break. You know, like a, like a cliff bar ID is going to pop out of the glove box. Drivers and front seat passengers can retract the sunshade of the available panoramic fixed glass roof and use the available six-way adjustable seats with power recline to get comfortable. Okay. Number two, move yourself. You can use the time to stretch your legs and, and go, go for a on walk. a walk. Go for a walk around the neighborhood. Oh, my God. This is the stupidest stuff they ever. They are literally telling you to buy an electric vehicle so that you need to walk. Go for a walk while it charges. It's However, awesome. remember to be mindful of EV charger etiquette. And remember to not leave your EV taking up too much time at the charger. Because there's too many other people that want to go for a walk. Exactly. 
You could actually go for a walk while you wait for somebody to go for a walk while they're kind of charging. <laughs> Number three, enjoy your in-car entertainment. Take advantage of the CarNet Wi-Fi hotspot. Stream your favorite movies or television show up to four compatible devices. Don't worry about getting distracted. The Electricity America app will send you a notification once all of your vehicles have reached your desired charging level. <sighs> Number four, indulge in a massage, Chris. A premier available feature of the ID4 of its front seats with built-in four-way massage lumbar and memory. After several hours of driving, a massage might be just what you need to get back in action. Take it a step further by activating the 30-color ambient lighting option for a fun and full sensory experience. This is from Volkswagen. This is awful. It's absolutely awful. Yes. I don't understand. I it's this is Number five is stop and shop. Most Electrify America charging stations are conveniently located at gas stations. Yeah, go walk around a gas station while you... That sounds awesome. Outlet centers, hotels, and large retail centers, among other locations. While you wait for your vehicle to charge, step inside to buy groceries. Grab a cup of coffee, shop for clubs, or stock up on household goods. All of this goods. is just about as annoying as you reading it, so let's just move on. I if can't, you're not I can't. in the mood to shop, keep it simple and treat yourself to your favorite snacks while you wait. Exactly. <laughs> All right. What, what else have we got? Well, I don't know. What to, I don't know what to say. It's absolutely. It's pathetic. just dumb. It's it, it, basically it's counter. It's counterproductive though because they're shooting themselves in the fit by making people think, oh, these things are going to take that long to charge. All, what marketing is always, always you can always see what people's fears are. By, by what the marketing is. Like when we were talking about Porsche's yes. thing with Bill Nye, and then right. they were also talking about uh, the soul of yeah. the, the It's like, soul okay, of well, the they're Taycan. worried the car doesn't have any soul. And everybody's too stupid to be able to figure out what, what's going on with the Taycan. Yes. So we need to have Bill Nye, the signed yes. dork. And with this, people are worried this is going to take too Range long to anxiety. So then they do this. They can yes. always tell what they exactly. think the problems are. Exactly. Uh, a new production car quarter mile record was just set by Jay Leno in a Tesla Model S Plaid edition. So the Plaid edition has just started delivery, but Jay Leno was recently invited to drive the electric, quote, super hatch, which, first of all... Super hatch. This what? thing is a sedan. And second of all, is this supposed to be some play on the hot hatch category? Super hatch. It looks, it looks like a super car hatch. Tank. It looks like a car. It has a hatch. Right. But it... Well, it's, of course it's a car. You mean a sedan. No, it looks like... I mean, I'm... Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like a sedan. It looks like a sedan. It is a sedan. Yeah, but it has a hatch. Like Sure. The, yeah, but it's not a hatchback. No, it's not a hatchback, no. and it's not a super hatch because that's not a thing. Anyways, Jay are they Leno, trying to like? Uh, are they trying to make it seem more fun? Yes, probably. I mean, nobody's going to buy the super sedan. Everybody would think it's boring. Like you think my M5 is boring? Yeah, it's a super sedan. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Uh, anyways, they took it to the drag, drag track at drag track drag, drag strip. strip at Panoma Raceway in California, where Jay put down a quarter mile time of nine point two. Seconds. That's quick. Trap speed of 152. So the time represents a new world record for production cars with uh, the National Hot Rod Association was there to make it official. This means the Plaid S is quicker than the 2018 Dodge Challenger SRT Demon, which was able to do wheel stands and did the quarter in 9.65 seconds and was promptly banned by the NHRA by being too fast without a roll cage. Yeah, remember so this, this plaid is probably going to be banned too. Right. right. So I don't understand what's different with the plaid model. Nothing. I mean, Does that need a roll it. cage too? Yeah, they will. They, okay. I mean, yeah, but this is obviously just testing. It's quicker than the uh, previous record holder, the Bugatti Chiron, which did 9.4 seconds. It's uh, basically Tesla claimed. How much does this thing cost? Do we know? Because I don't 130 care. grand. 
which pretty- isn't that bad. So you're 130 grand, and you can go to zero sixty in around two seconds. Yes, great. That's wonderful. Yeah, and you can you also go. buy a Kia for like thirty grand. That'll do it in three and a half seconds. <laughs> like I've said a million times, this is a terrible barometer for what makes a car cool. Because now. going fast is easy now. It's easy. It's yes. easy, and it's only going to get easier. All it is is discharging a battery into a motor. It's not. I mean, it's the combustion engine is discharging gasoline into a motor too. I understand that, but, but there's more variables and challenges that it makes it a bigger feat of engineering to basically go fast. We need to, maybe we need to talk to somebody about what engineering is involved in doing this. Maybe we don't understand. That but, could be, but, I, but, we, we are obviously oversimplifying it. Yeah, maybe yes. we don't understand the, but, the what it takes to do it, but I still don't. It seems very clear that every electric car is very quick with acceleration. Right, it is It is much easier to get a lot of torque out of that type of thing. So, yeah. well, I mean, I don't, honestly, I don't care. It's such a bad, I mean, there's so much more things I care about in a car than how fast it is. If I cared about really going fast, I wouldn't old own an old 911. Correct. You know, I would own something else. Here's what's sad, though. All the all the things traditionally that you would think of as, like, that straight line speed, they don't even hold a candle to like any what? of the like, new... Like you mean, like, a, like, like the an Demon old or muscle a, car oh. or, like, a, even a Dodge Charger that you have, you know, like, with massive tires in the rear, hopped up. Like, none of that holds a candle to just a Tesla now. And that's what's sad to me. This stuff is so fast that it'll make you sick. These these zero to sixty times are so fast that it, your passenger is going to be sick. <laughs> they're they're fast, right? I've been in some fast cars doing yeah. launch control and stuff. This will make you feel ill. It will be fun for a little while. Yeah, but just imagine owning this four months down the road. You're not going to be doing this. You're not doing it all the time. So then you're left with the car. What is the car? What is how does it handle? How does it right. break? What is it like to really drive? What is that like? And that's the question that remains to be answered. So we'll see how things come out with. I mean, I've driven a new Tesla Model S, and this is a completely different thing, though. I mean, yeah. there's different suspension, different. There's different things going on with this car. I mean, they're nice cars, but there's lots of things the, that are nice cars. I know. Yeah, what, I agree. What's what's special? Besides it's the self-driving, that is what's special. Yeah, whatever. It's the technology, unfortunately. All right, uh, Ford is going to be beaming stuff. Into your car. <laughs> According to a recently published patent filed by the Ford Motor Company, the latest frontier for advertising is inside your car. The company's patent filing describes a system that would equip cars with billboard reading sensors, allowing <laughs> cars to scan roadside signs for relevant information and then display them on the screens inside smart cars. Oh, my goodness. You ever see Minority Report? Yes. Where he's walking around and, and it's it like, scans Hi, his eyeball. John. Yes. And it's just all the ads change yes. to whatever John likes. Could you imagine just being like into some sort of like kinky stuff and you walk into like a place and it's like, hi, John. And like some really weird stuff comes on. You're like, hi, I'm, I'm Bob. I'm not John. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. It must, be, it exactly. must be some kind of mistake. Uh, for example, driving past a McDonald's billboard would cause image and text recognition algorithms to automatically interpret the ad contents like Waze. I added that. But that's like Waze does. You ever stop somewhere and it says, hey, just in case you want to. You want to go to Wendy's on the way? Wendy's? It's right here. Yep. It's, it's the same. It's a similar thing. Um, it displays an address or phone number and then transmits that information to your car's dashboard display. Um, the screens are supposed to avoid staring. This is what's what's funny. These You're not supposed to be staring at these screens. Exactly. You're not supposed to be. You're supposed to be watching the road, not distracted. But guess what? Don't worry. The cars have lane avoidance. Exactly. They, they will break themselves. This is you can be, so. It's. It's a vicious cycle where, okay, now we have all these safety features in place so people feel like they don't have to pay as much attention. Cars are getting safer and safer and safer and safer technically. Yes. But they're becoming less and less safe because 
people are becoming uh, acclimated to being able to just do whatever they want on their phone. They Correct. Say, How often do you see people on their phone while you're driving? All the time. You ever just like beep at them and go, hey, and no. see them like do it when they're on their phone and they're looking at it, get right next to them and then just lay the horn and just watch them fucking freak out. <laughs> it's awesome. It's, seriously, it's awesome. They freak out and they get so mad. Oh, I'm sure. Because you just busted up, right? Yeah. I will check my phone while I'm driving sometimes. I will at stoplights. I will at stoplights sometimes or if I'm the only one out there. Yeah. If I'm the only one out there on the road on a road trip or something like that, I'm going to look at my phone every once in a while. I'm just yeah. going to. I'm the, and I'm responsible for myself at that point, and that's, that's my true. choice. You're not putting when you're driving around downtown or you're in in urban areas. You can't be on your phone. No, put the fucking thing down. Yes. Stop doing that. Um, if I do touch my phone and my kids are with me, they go, "Dad, put your phone down." That's good. Yeah. So the kids are, are the kids are learning. It's just another way to distract people. It's I don't like so it dumb at all. All right, what have we got coming up on Monday? Yeah, on Monday we have Nikita from Oil Stain Labs. It's a killer awesome interview. Awesome guy. You may have seen their work on Instagram. They have the half nine eleven concept. Half eleven. Half eleven. The half or, eleven project. What I like better is Project Four Five Five Point Five, which is which is half, half of nine hundred and eleven. Yeah, it's it's a great car, and of course, once I saw. You know, the car, I wanted to talk to him. And then once you unwrap that, it turns into this whole thing where this yeah, guy is amazing. Yeah, we thought he just was building this cool custom car. It turns yeah. out he has all these awesome accomplishments. Yeah, the man is an onion, for sure. There's a lot of layers there to peel back and talk Very about. Very interesting interview. Uh, really, really interesting. Uh, but I guess we'll wait until then to talk more about it. We'll see you guys on Monday. Take care.